Okay. <clears throat> I want to talk about the book, uh, The Return of History by Robert Kagan. You know, I wish that I had uh, talked about this earlier, but uh, there's a lot of interesting points that were made in this book as it relates to the UK crisis now. And um, just get started uh, with the initial statements that he makes and then lead that into the UK crisis and what's happening there and uh, and, uh, military responses. You know, it's interesting because the world views the lack of military response as a constraint and disciplined move, but it seems to go contrary to history, and uh, at least the history that was written in this book. Okay, so Yeltsin Democrat democratized Russia against the will of the Soviet Union. Yeltsin was the president of the Russian Federation. He transformed Russia into a free market economy, allowing price liberalization, liberalized trade, and increased privatization of state-owned enterprises. National wealth fell into the hands of a few. The Russian criminal system benefited from the privatization, and most of the population was poor and did not benefit, causing Yeltsin's popularity to drop to 2%. Yeltsin wanted to give the Russian people freedom. The Russian economy would not be fixed in 5 to 10 years. The transfer tape Transformation would take time, and corruption had to be reduced from the free market economy to work for the free market economy to work. In 1991, the Soviet Union was collapsing, and injections of the free market economics would not have saved that economy. The International Monetary Foundation uh, price shock therapy did not work. Russia received $40 billion in funds, and in 1990s, the Russian GDP fell 50% and unemployment increased. I remember having a friend that went to Russia, and no one wanted rubles. And and he mentioned uh, that he had dollars, and he was interested in a rug, and they opened the store primarily for him so he could go buy a Russian rug because they heard that he had dollars. Um. Blame the banks. The Central Bank of Russia fueled hyperinflation due to loose conservative monetary policy. What caused the high-level inflation in Yeltsin's era? Yeltsin raised interest rates to curb inflation, tighten money, and restrict credit. And it seems like that's what you do in inflation. You raise interest rates. The And the logic behind that is is that as the val- the value of the currency is devaluating, you have to raise interest rates to offset the uh, devaluation effect. The And so you can capitalize on the interest rates and so you can stay in business by not going net negative. The crisis in Russia would destabilize the ruble and shock the bond market. Why didn't Enron see the writing on the wall and escape from their derivatives leveraging? Well, they were uh, they were shorting on options, and the assumption was in their mathematical model is that uh, interest rates would continue to stay low, and that there would be no uh, uh, shocks in the system like the hyperinflation in Russia, which uh, had a, a major impact on. Uh, long-term sh- um, um, Enron. 
after the 1993 uh, Russian white horse shelling, Yeltsin introduced a new constitution. He could not escape the economic hyperinflation caused by the Russian Central Bank. Okay, so now we switch to Putin. Uh, Yeltsin uh, is is um, leaves power and Putin moves in. Okay, so Putin is a different type of person. He he wants to restore the old regime and um, remove the liberal democratic elements set up by Yeltsin. Now, Russia is the richest country in the world for resources. Why? Because they have the oil and gas that is going to Europe. So they're exporting oil and gas to Europe, and they're using the money to pay off their debt. Europe depends more on Russian Russia than the Middle East for energy. Putin is using the new money to build his great power nationalisms and ambitions. Russia lost its status as a superpower after the economic crash of the Cold War, despite the fact that Russia had 16,000 missiles. And those are long-term range missiles. However, many of the missiles were very old and dangerous. Since 1990, Russia's economy has grown 7%. Russia had the third largest uh, reserve currency. Russia believes that it is in the driver's seat of Europe and uses energy as a lever to get its demands. Russia is building up the uh, European assets. Russia is modernizing its nuclear arsenal. It also has um, has hypersonic missiles too, and those present a, a threat to carriers and destroyers on the ocean. U.S. military strength is a fraction of the U.S. strength, and by definition, I do not think Russia is a superpower. America is very strong due to carriers, destroyers, submarine, and air power. Russia pays for a million-man army by ground assault capability. That is their strength, military, ground, force, assault. And that's exactly what's happening in Georgia, is a military ground force assault. And it was interesting because I read this one article that said that they, the Russian military did not destroy the Ukrainian air force power and therefore... Um, it, they considered that as a strategic mistake, but uh, that isn't their mentality. Their mil their mentality is uh, as troops on the ground, the infantry. Russia maintains troops in Chechnya, Georgia, and Moldova. Russia manipulates the UN Security Council to affect oil politics in Europe and Central Asia. Russia is uncomfortable with the NATO arrangement. Enlargement and U.S. intervention in Europe calling the Cold War a catastrophic, shocking liberal Europe. Russia wants to regain much of the global power and respect it lost. That's what we keep hearing, and I think that is mainly propaganda. And when I say propaganda, uh, it seems like the role of, of uh, the history is slavery and, and uh, work forced work and this proletarian workforce that uh, begins to be implemented through socialized systems. Russia wants equal say with the U.S. and China on global affairs. Uh, Russia is proud about how the Russian Federation crushed Chechnyan revolt. 
Russia remorses the history of Kosovo and wishes to repair lost glory. And it does not ever want to repeat Kosovo, from what I can understand. Um, Russia is bent on preventing Ukraine and Georgia from joining NATO. And that was been, that was the thing that that Putin said in a lot of his presses that he he didn't want them Ukraine to join NATO, and he felt that uh, that um, that wasn't acceptable. Russia is extending power into Poland and the Czech Republic. And so that's a concern too. So if, if the Ukraine falls, then will it extend, continue to extend more of its influence into Poland and the Czech Republic? Russia wants Poland and its oil-rich uh, shell deposits under strategic grasp. Europe has bet the soft power would appease Russia. I don't think that was uh, correct. They miscalculated. Europe depends on American security guarantee for protection. What would Europe uh, and the United States do if Russia played hardball in Ukraine or Georgia? Well, we've seen what it, they've done. Sanctions, financial sanctions, uh, logistics support for, tr for supplies, but uh, definitely not a direct hard military confrontation with Russia. The Russia a central bank is buying gold. The bank holds the third largest reserves in the world. Russian growth is linked to the China's growth and oil demand. Russia has been exchanging rubles for yuan, uh, trying to peg the ruble to a more stable yuan. The ruble is uh, devaluated significantly against the dollar, experiencing 7 to 8% inflation. When central banks buy gold, they are showing support for a commodity as a constant factor, a known price and international measure. The Russian reserve, the third largest in the world, is investing 40% in the euro, 27% in the dollar. So you can see that their, their interest is definitely Europe. The Russian central bank is not selling euros or dollars in rapid rate. China has initiated currency swaps with Russia to help stabilize the ruble and prevent panic selling of the euro. China probably has about a trillion dollars worth of euros. And that's the, the reason why for the, the currency swap is they don't want panic selling because that, that just kills their uh, valuations on their euro assets that they have purchased. If the Russian central bank panicked and began selling off the ruble, then China may be able to buy some of the sell-off. The Russian central banks has indicated it won't sell its portion of euros. However, the Russian central bank has 7% bad loan defaults and 7 to 8% inflation. Interest rates in Russia must rise to offset hyperinflation and food price surges. You know, we're experiencing that with inflation. We're experiencing food price surges, and it's very uncomfortable. I, we went to... Um, uh, Wendy's the other day, and I we paid thirty one dollars for three of us to eat, and to my mind that was really high. Uh, uh, we went to dinner with some friends. There were four of us, and our the um, just for the two of us, the price tag was over fifty dollars, so it's about twenty five dollars a plate, and and uh, real uncomfortable. 
Russia's economic growth depends on oil sales to Europe and China. If these economies show signs of weakening, more distress will be placed on the Russian central bank. A Fed bailout will be voiced, but unlikely to serve uh, due to the severe political backlash over the failed previous two bailouts that benefited big banks.